This is the Conduit Church Teaching Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's our mission to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us, starting with the teaching of His Word. Enjoy the message. Hello, Conduit. How are you? You doing well? I'm honored to be here. And can I just stop for a moment and just honor your pastors, uh, Darren and Shannon. Thank you. Thank you for being our friends. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for inviting Tracy and I to go to Haiti. Um, gosh, it was, it's, been, it's been over 10 years ago that we started going, and, and Tracy's been to Haiti more times than I have, but every time we go, we're blessed. And, and, and like you've said many, many times, it's not a mission that we do. Those are our friends. And uh, we've taken our church uh, many trips down as well as many of you have and uh, to love on the folks in, in Haiti. And uh, I do want to just I bring greetings from Mobile, Alabama. And it's not mobile, it's mobile. Right? Just so you all know. Some people look down and go, oh, mobile. No, it's mobile. Mobile. So let's get that straight. But I bring you greetings from South Coast Church. And Darren and I have, uh, and, and Shannon and Tracy have been on this parallel journey together for so many years, whether it was in the Christian music industry years ago or, or, or planting churches and building churches. And, and so I honor them. I, I hope, I, I know sometimes it takes somebody from outside of your world to come in and remind you, you guys are so blessed with great pastors. <laughs> Pastor Darren uh, and, and Shannon are just amazing. And so I know you know that, but I want to honor them and just say how thankful I am for you publicly. And y'all are, y'all are amazing. I do want to. I do want to introduce. Um, I've got family here, and then I've got extra family here. So my wife Tracy and my daughter Caroline are here. Will you stand up, honey? And Caroline, wave at everybody. They made the trip up with me today. I'm glad they're here. And uh, and then here's the rest of them right here. So uh, I've got. We had five. Tracy and I had five kids in five and a half years. Stretch your hands towards us right now, please. Stretch your hands towards. So Caroline, who's here with us uh, today. Caroline has a birthday Monday, and that's a big deal in our house, by the way. I've been reminded of it nonstop for about six months, but Caroline, her birthday's Monday, but until Monday, we have three 27-year-olds. Did you get that? That means we had three one-year-olds, three two-year-olds, and three three three-year-olds, for one month out of the year, every single year. Yes, three 16-year-olds, three 20-year-olds. Do y'all pray for us enough? I don't know. <laughs> but so we've been blessed. And, and so this is our daughter Rose down here, her husband Fenton. This is one of our twins, Anna, right there. There's Caroline. There's our baby, David. That's the other twin, John, up there, and his wife, Christina. And now I told them at nine o'clock, honey, we've got to update this picture because we are grandparents now. So we've entered into a new season and uh, now we have three grandkids and uh, we are so blessed, so, so thrilled um, how God is expanding our family and, and uh, just wanted to honor you. And then my mom and my brother and my sister-in-law are here. And so they're here and some of their kids are here. So mom, I love you. Good to see you. Jeremy, Jennifer, good to see y'all. Um, are you ready to be encouraged today? 
Is anybody ready to be encouraged? I want you to open your Bible if you have it with you. Did you if you brought your Bible with you, will you wave it at me if you've got it with you today? Awesome. Do you have your digital Bible with you? Maybe you're looking into God's word there. That's awesome. Maybe you're, uh, however you're doing that, and welcome those that are watching online as well. I'm so thankful that you're here on this journey with us today. Um, I want you to turn to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I'm going to read that first. And there's a reason because I want you to pay attention to two words at the end of this verse because that's kind of where we're going today for the next few minutes. It says this, Deuteronomy 30, 19. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now, here's two words I want you to pay attention to. Choose life. We have a choice every day when our feet hit the floor that we can either choose life or we can choose death. And so I want to I want to encourage you today and 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 hopefully you know when people when people come to church you know, there's really, there's really two thoughts when, when people come to church. First of all, when you get in and you're here, maybe your thought is, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this is over. But hopefully the next thought, and that's the thought that you're going to have today is, that was a really encouraging word, and, and now I can go take action, and I've really been challenged today. And that's what my hope and my prayer is. As I was coming up uh, this morning to pray, or to, to be here with you, I just prayed a simple prayer, and the prayer was this, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. The presence of the Lord is here. Clearly, the presence of the Lord is here. And I'm just praying that God will really encourage us all through his word today. In fact, look at the person next to you and say, you look like you need a little encouragement today. Would you tell them that? You look like you need a little encouragement today. So what is encouragement? Let me give you a definition, a working definition of encouragement. Encouragement is a noun. It's the action of giving someone support, confidence, hope, persuasion to do or continue something. Synonyms like heartening, cheering up, inspiration, motivation, stimulation, fortification. I think I stumbled and said fornication at the nine o'clock service and I didn't do that here. No encouragement there. That's a different church. That's right, Pastor Darren. Encouragement, listen to this very clearly, encouragement isn't an emotion, encouragement is an action. Encouragement is not an emotion, we get that mixed up sometimes. Encouragement is an action. When you encourage someone, you give them hope. When you encourage someone, you give them support. When you encourage someone, you bring them a new and a fresh confidence into their life. And, and there's a word in scripture that we see throughout the New Testament, and you're, you're probably very familiar with this word. Jesus was speaking to his apostles in John chapter 14. This is before he's to be crucified, and he's talking to them about the Holy Spirit, and he's encouraging them is what he's doing. And he says this, if you want to turn to John chapter 14, verse 26, I want to read this to you in the, in the ESV translation. He says this to his followers, but the helper, or that word in the Greek is the paraklesis, the, the helper, the, the comforter, the encourager, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. You know, as, as followers of Christ, and I realize in a room of this size, maybe you're watching online, I realize that some of you may have been invited to come to church today. So glad that you're here. But I realize in a room of this size that, that you may not, 
You may, you may not call yourself a church person or a, a Christian or a follower of Christ. I realize that. But as a follower of Christ, and I'm speaking to those of you that are Christians, as a follower of Christ, Ephesians says that we are supposed to be imitators of Christ. One of the main things that God does is God is an encourager. Jesus was constantly encouraging his followers. Everywhere he went, he went about preaching and teaching and healing and encouraging. The Bible says that we are to be imitators of Christ. We're to do what God does. We're to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and be Jesus in other people's lives. The Holy Spirit helps us remember what God said. That's what he was saying to his followers and, and encouraging you and reminding you. So what I want to do for the next couple of minutes before we go is I want to give you three things. I, I say this all the time. Note takers are history makers. I'm a strong encourager in that way. And so if you want to take some notes today, I'd encourage you to do that. We encourage people to write in their Bibles in our church. I used to get, my mom sitting right there, I used to get in trouble for writing in my Bible. We encourage people to color, highlight, write in the margins, and I, I think it's a powerful tool. And so I want to give you three principles of encouragement today. And I want, to, I want to give you, Tracy said this to me before we came out here, I want to give you some courage today to encourage. Are y'all okay with that? I want to give you some courage to encourage. Here's the first principle that I want you to understand. Encouragement is something that God does. I alluded to this earlier. Encouragement is something that God does. It's one of the primary ways that God wants you to get to know him as an encourager. You, you may not, not, not hear that very often, but the sad thing is for many believers, followers of Christ, for many of us, I, I think sometimes we struggle, and maybe you've been there, to really understand how much God loves us, how much God loves you. How God wants to encourage you, to be with you, to spend time with you. He's right beside you. We just read that a moment ago. He's there with you. When you're dialed into his presence, listen to me, you're hearing his voice. And that is so encouraging in the life of a follower of Christ. In fact, in 2 Corinthians, I want you to look at this verse. I'll, they're going to put all the verses on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you. But 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 it says this, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. That's that word again, paraklesis, that Greek word. The God of all comfort. The God of all what? Encouragement. Encouragement is something that God does. It's how God wants to work in the life of a believer. And if, and if you are a follower of Christ and you are living your life for the Lord and you are hearing God's voice, you are experiencing the encouragement of God. How many of you are thankful when God whispers into your life? It's such an encouragement. It is so powerful. And, and you may say, but I thought God corrects. He does. And let me tell you something, God's correction is encouragement in the life of a follower of Christ, right? You love your kids, right? And you want to encourage them, but sometimes you have to encourage them. Y'all know the difference, right? But correction is encouragement. Correction can be encouragement. I think we need to understand that. So listen to this. If we keep reading in Corinthians, I want to read it to you in the amplified translation. Look at this. It says, uh, verse three, blessed or gratefully praised and adored. 
be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Look at verse 4. Who comforts and encourages us in every trouble so that we, be we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted or encouraged by God. Do you see how powerful this is? God is an encouraging God. It's definitely something that God does. Encouragement is a game changer in showing people the love of Jesus. I mean, if you want to minister to someone, if you want to love on someone, encouragement is, a, is one of the main things that you need to have in your life in order to do that. I have people come to me all the time and say, Pastor John, I'm not really sure how to share Christ. I'm not sure how to lead someone to Christ. And I, and I try to, I'm not a pastor. Pastor John, you're, you and Pastor Tracy, are, this and listen, I tell people all the time, you don't have to be a pastor to be an encourager. <laughs> You don't have to be a pastor to be an encourager. What an icebreaker in someone's life, come on, to just hear, you're amazing. You're doing a great job. What an awesome mom. What a loving dad. What a great craftsperson you are. I mean, just a, a word of encouragement can, can break the chains of bondage off of someone's life so quickly. And it can seem so, seem so simple and insignificant. But let me tell you something. There's nothing insignificant about encouragement. And what an opportunity we have in the world that we live in to lead people and show people the love of Christ by simply encouraging them. By the way, you're here today and you need to know, if you don't hear anything else I say this morning, you need to know this. God is for you, not against you. Amen. God loves you so much. God is not mad at you, but the devil is after you. And you need to understand how much God loves you. I hope that's an encouragement to your heart today. Just to know how much God loves you. Here's the second thing I want you to write down. First of all, encouragement is something that God does. The second of all, encouragement is the purpose behind God's word. Purpose is the encouragement, or encouragement is the purpose behind God's word. Every follower of Christ should make God's word a priority in their life. Amen. And what do I mean by that? I, I shared with the, the earlier service that in January of 2021, I, I stood up in front of our church on that first Sunday. We were going into a season. We, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting every January. We were going into that season. And so I declared to our church that year, I said, hey, everybody, this is going to be the year of the Bible. And everybody kind of looked at me, and, and I think it's probably because they thought, isn't every year supposed to be the year of the Bible? But I just felt in my heart that we need to put an emphasis on reading God's word together as a church. And so in that January, we spent the entire January reading the New Testament together as a church. It was the new through 30. You've probably seen the plans. They're everywhere. But I'm telling you, something exploded, just a love for God's word in our church. And so in 2022, I was like, this is the year of the Bible again. And so we came up with a reading plan so that we could read God's word together. We're in Corinthians right now, but it's a powerful thing. Hey, did you read today's reading? Did God speak to you in today's verses? And so we have made it a priority in our lives because we need to remember that encouragement is the purpose behind God's word. Look at Romans 15, 4. Romans 15, 4 says this, everything 
that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Wow. The word of God was given to encourage us, yes, to teach us, but to comfort us, to correct us. Paul, the apostle Paul is writing to a, a young a, a, a young, discouraged leader in, in 1 Timothy. And he's writing, and in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, I want to show it to you in some different translations. The ESV says this. Paul says to Timothy, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, and to teaching. Now look at it in the NIV. He says, until I come, devote yourself to public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. But now look at it in the New Living. Look at the New Living. It says, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and teaching. But no, I read the wrong verse. So now I'm going to read New Living Translation because that's what's on the screen, right? Glory. Yes. Come on. I need some encouragement here, folks. Can you encourage me in the Lord? It's very, it's very intimidating to preach in front of you, Pastor Darren. I've got to be honest with you. I feel like you're with me, but I, I, it, you're all in? Okay. Let's look in the New Living Translation. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging. Encouraging the believers and teaching them. That's that, that's that word again. That paraclesis, that come alongside people to teach them word of the, the word of God. That's that word in all of those verses that it's there to comfort us. Can I tell you something? Encourage, encouragement will transform someone's life. It'll transform someone's life. I think now more than ever in the world that we live in, people need encouragement. And there's no better way for us as followers of Christ to be encouraged than to be in the word. Years ago, I saw this, I saw this object lesson and someone was talking about how powerful God's word is. And they said, you know, it's not just good enough just to hear the word. You need to, you need to be reading the word on your own. And not only that, you need to be diving a little bit deeper. And I saw this example. It was so powerful to me. They said, they said you need to be hearing the word, reading the word, studying the word, memorizing the word, and meditating on the word. And it made sense to me, just five fingers. And I thought, what, what does that mean? And then they said this. Look, if you're just hearing the word, you, you've getting a little bit, but it, but, but it can easily be taken away or it can slip away. But if you're hearing and you're reading the word, you've got a little bit better grip. But if you're hearing, reading, come on, studying memorizing and meditating on God's word, it'll get down in your heart. And God's word, come on, is there to encourage us. It really is. Preaching, teaching, exhorting, encouraging. God's word is powerful. Listen, don't miss church where God's word is declared. It's powerful. And I realize I'm preaching to those of you that are here. Those of you that are online, we'd love to see you in the room sometime. In fact, you're expanding parking and making room and God's doing something. Y'all, I want you to know, something special is happening at Conduit Church in this season right now. I'm telling you, Pastor Darren and I have, have been on this journey together a long time and I want you to know there's something very special and significant happening in this body of believers right now. Don't miss the gathering. It's so encouraging when you come together. Here's the third one. Third idea or principle about encouragement. Encouragement today. Everybody say today. Encouragement today can change a person's life. There's power in the now. 
now is powerful. Some, some, for some reason, yesterday's okay, but now is powerful. Even tomorrow is a good thing, but there's something about now. Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. When you encourage someone, it can literally change their outlook on their life. Everybody's battling enough. I, when Joel was up here in both services encouraging the students, encouraging the graduates, I, I was just thinking about how times have changed and what young people are up against right now and how much discouragement and death and destruction and disaster that they've been exposed to in their lives. Now more than ever, today, encouragement is a powerful thing. It's always been powerful, but there's something about today. It's a game changer. In fact, listen to this. You will never offend someone by encouraging someone. You will never offend someone by encouraging someone. Why? Because encouragement gives life. Like, you're getting faith stirred up on the inside of you today because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're getting faith, you're getting courage to walk out of here and be an encourager. It's such a powerful thing. How many people in the room, you hear a lot about this over the last few years, not that it hasn't existed, but it just seems like it's really come to the forefront. How many of you would say in here that you're a little ADD? Anybody? Just, you're just a little. How many of y'all are massively ADD? Come on, be honest. We're all family here. How many of you wouldn't raise your hand or participate in anything that I asked at all because you're just that person? All right, I love it. I love it. I made you raise your hand, though. So just... ADD is a big deal. But you know what is even, I think, more of, a, more of an epidemic in the world? Have you ever heard of EDD? EDD is this. It's encouragement deficit disorder. There's just not enough of it in the world right now. I don't think there's enough of it in the body of Christ right now. There's something lacking. There's a principle of sowing and reaping that exists in God's word. You're probably familiar with that. Did you know that it, it exists in encouragement too? It's amazing. Over the years, as I've, as I, I'm going to be honest with you. Hi, my name's John. I was a discourager. But do you know that, that sweet lady sitting on the front row, I was a glass half empty guy and she has always been not a glass half full, but a glass overflowing. You've been around her. Shannon, you've been around Tracy. It's just like, God's got this. It's going to happen. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, I've got 20 things written down that I need to worry about. And you know, over the years, she has sown encouragement into my life and I have, I have, I have, it has helped me so much that now, would you say that I'm more of an encourager now than I've ever been? I wasn't that person, but I've, so, I've received encouragement. Now I'm sowing encouragement. Now I'm receiving more encouragement. Your pastor, Darren, is one of my biggest encouragers. He'll reach out to me periodically and say, I love you. I miss you. You're doing a great job. I'm praying for you. And you know, just a few words in a text message and every once in a while we get to get on the phone and when we do, we stay on it way too long. But we just encourage one another. I want you to know publicly, I appreciate your encouragement. I thank you for loving on me. You know, we, we've been on the edge a couple of times. Like toes off the edge. Like we're done. I can't do this anymore. And Darren has said to me, 
you got this. You got this. And let me tell you something. It, it helps to have a brother or a sister with you to encourage you today. <laughs> There's power in the now. What do you do when you're encouraging someone? You're building their faith. You're, you're building their faith. You're helping them discover their spiritual gifts. You're amazing at that. I mean, by the way, do you guys know you're blessed to have an incredible worship team, right? I, like, I've been walking around, not because, they, not because I'm preaching on it, but I've been telling them, that was amazing. That, that was unbelievable. I, like, I'm inspired. I told the 9 o'clock service, I'm like, I don't even feel like I need to preach. I feel like we just need to take an offering and go home, and I know you don't even do that, so we're not going to do that. But I'm just saying, I just feel like, what a blessing. The presence of God is so powerful here. I want you to be encouraged. You are in a life-giving, evangelistic, world-shaking move of God. And you may think, we're just, we're just here and we're just in our little corner of the world, but you're making such a splash and an impact for the kingdom of God. And you told me years ago, John, when you plant this church, there's going to be a target on your back, and you were right. But you know what? God has been so faithful, and he has been so good, and your encouragement has been so helpful to me over the years, and I thank you for that. I really do. I love you. I'm going to cry. I heard a story about a guy years ago. He had been discouraged all of his life through, through high school, all of his life. In fact, the high school uh, counselor told him, you should not go to college. Like, trust me, you should not go to college. But he pushed through and went anyway. And he went all the way through college and grad school. And, and they, they all told him he'd be nothing. He'd never do it. He couldn't make it. He wouldn't be able to make the grades. He'd never be able to pass the classes. There was nothing that he could do really to make it happen. But he, but, but he did. And now he employs thousands of people. They give billions of dollars globally around the world. He's making an impact for Christ. But I got to believe there was somebody somewhere along the way who said, I believe in you. Can you imagine if, if, if somebody would have encouraged that young man in high school, middle school, college? Can you imagine? I mean, he's already making a global impact with billions of dollars. But can you imagine? Let's be an encourager. Let's be an encourager. I had a guy, I had a guy that worked with us in, in the little aviation business that I worked in in Oklahoma because I was in the Christian music business and I was in the aviation business for 20 years when I went to Bible college. And then Tracy and I sold everything and moved to plant the church 13 years ago to Mobile. But I was just working in this little aviation office and there was a guy there that worked with us and he wasn't there for very long. His name was Ed. And I'd been struggling with some things and I'd been dealing with some things in my heart and felt as though God was calling Tracy and I. We were in a great church. We were serving. We were leading. We were volunteering. We were giving. I mean, we were just thrilled to be a part of what was going on, but we were still kind of in the, in, in the marketplace. I was struggling with some things on the inside of me and he walked up to my cubicle one day. His name was Ed. He only worked there for a few months, but he walked up to my cubicle and kind of knocked and said, John, I feel like I've got a word from the Lord for you. Has anybody ever walked up to you and said they had a word for the Lord from you? I mean, you know, you kind of temper your response, right? Because you're not really sure. And he said, can I speak something into your life? I felt a peace about it. And I said, yes. And he said to me, he said, John, you don't know it, but you are called to be a pastor. You have a pastor's heart. You have a shepherding gift on your life. And I believe that God's going to call you to plant a church, to, to, to lead a church. And I literally was, I was, I was befuddled because it, it was confirming everything that was going on on the inside, but I didn't even want to talk about it on the outside. In fact, I think when I went home that day, Tracy probably looked at me, you know, and said, how was your day? And I probably looked at her and said, fine. Anything happen? No. Because I wasn't even sure, but, 
But something in that encouragement, and Tracy over the years, my family over the years, people like Pastor Darren over the years have encouraged me. And when you encourage people, God goes to work in people's lives like you cannot imagine, and that encouraging word took the lid off my life. It changed the trajectory of my life forever. Encouragement can make a difference in this season of life more than you could ever know because of all that people are up against. People are fighting personal battles. People are walking through seasons and carrying burdens that we don't even have, we don't, we, we don't even understand. Can you imagine if we just decided to be an encourager? By the way, the people you live with should be the most encouraged people in your life. Your husband, your wife, your kids, your grandkids, your family, they should be the most encouraged people in your life. Lift their spirit, lift their hearts, you believe in them. God believes in them. So I think we should encouragement. We should give words of life to the people that we love. So here's the rule for encouragement. Are you ready for the rule? Here's the rule for encouragement. I'm an action guy. I'm an action step guy. So if I ever walk off the stage, I want somebody to be able to go, I think I can do that. So here's, here's the action step. This is the rule of encouragement. If you think it, say it. If you think it, say it. Don't save an encouraging word. Say an encouraging word. That's the action step of today. In fact, look at Hebrews 3.13, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of us may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Sin wants to disrupt and corrupt. The enemy wants to ruin and diminish and demolish and destroy and make people think that God doesn't care and has no hope and, 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 and doubt what God says. Did he say that? I mean, don't you remember that in the garden? But there's an urgency in the world today for us to encourage. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 5.11 says this, so encourage each other Build each other up just as you are already doing. Hebrews 10, 25, I love this because that's what we're doing today. So encourage each other. It says, and let us not not neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Be in church. The Bible says you flourish when you're in church. When you're planted in the house of the Lord, what an encouraging word for us as his, as his followers. Tell people you miss them at church. Tell people you save them a seat at church. Here, tell them you'll save a parking place. Can you stand in a parking place till your friend gets here? Is it, can you do that? Is that, it costs extra? Okay, gold circle, okay. Hilarious. Tell people how much you miss them. Reach out to them, call them. Proverbs ten twenty one says, the words of the godly encourage many. Listen to the message translation. The talk of a good person is rich fare for many. What does that mean? Prime rib, baby. Prime rib. Listen to the NIV. The lips of the righteous nourish many. I think there's an epidemic of foul language in the world that we live in right now. There's an epidemic of foul language. Yep, emergency words. People have an affinity for the F word. And I don't mean forgiveness. It doesn't nourish. That kind of language crushes life. Encouragement gives life. 
So here, here it is again. Are you ready? Encouragement is what God does. Encouragement is the purpose of God's word. And encouragement today, now, can change someone's life. Here's the last verse I'll share with you. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Tracy and I went to dinner last night and didn't, didn't think this was going to happen. We went to dinner and uh, as I was walking out, I looked over and I saw a friend I hadn't seen in over 20 years. I, I almost didn't go over. I didn't want to interrupt, but I walked over and if I said his name, you'd know him as a household name. I hadn't seen him in forever and I walked over and he just, oh man, you know, and I could tell by the way he looked at him. It was just such a loving look, you know. And, and I said, man, I don't want to bother you. I just want to say hello. He said, no, 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 no. So he came over and he walked over to Tracy and to Caroline and he was talking and saying, and so it, I had seen this guy in over 20 years. And in a moment, he started pouring encouragement on us. You guys are doing an amazing thing. I can't believe you left Tulsa and you went down and you planted that church. God is doing amazing things. And for a few moments, I hadn't seen him in over 20 years. We got in the car and, and we had an opportunity to encourage him. He certainly encouraged us. I'm getting chills thinking about it. We were so encouraged. Listen, in, never save an encouraging word. Say an encouraging word. So would you understand something? You are now, ready? I'm getting ready to commission you. Are you ready for the commission? You are now equipped and empowered to encourage. I want you to say it with me. Are you ready? One, two, three. I am equipped and empowered to encourage. Can I pray for you? Bow your heads, close your eyes for just a moment. Lord, I realize in a room of this size and people watching online that there may be people here, Father, that have never made the most encouraging decision in their life to ask Jesus Christ to come in and be their Lord and Savior. Father, I pray if you're knocking on the door of someone's heart right now, Father, they would open it up and say yes. Lord, I pray for the believers here in this room and watching online. Father, would we be challenged by your word today to be an encourager today? Father, I thank you for the power of your word and the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. If you agree with that, would you say amen? Amen, amen everybody. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks, John.